Good morning again, everyone. Welcome to Sunday service. I'd like to begin with a reading from Whispers from Eternity. And this is prayer poems, prayer demands by Paramahansa Yogananda. I vow never again to turn my gaze from thee. I take this sacred vow. Never will I lower my glove's gaze below the eyebrow horizon of my constant thoughts of thee. Never will I turn my uplifted inner sight away from thee. Never will I let my mind dwell on anything that reminds me not of thee. I will disdain the nightmare of ignorant behavior. I will court all dreams of noble achievements, those of love, kindness, and understanding, for they are thy dreams. Though I dream many dreams, wakefully I will ever think of thee in the sacred fire of constant remembrance, kept ever alight on my soul's altar. I will ever behold thy presence with the watchful eyes of devotional love. Thy grace has shown me that the dualities of health and sickness, life and death, joy and sorrow, are but passing fantasies. I am finished with those eternally self-canceling delusions. I am persuaded at last that there is but one abiding reality, thy eternal, ever-conscious, ever-new, ever-thrilling, infinite bliss. And so of this topic today, it was um, one that I was quite deeply inspired uh, with focusing on this particular uh, spiritual um, value in many ways for our spiritual life. And one of the things that kept coming to my mind was, you know, what is, what is um, surrender for the yogi? What is surrendering for us? And in many ways in summarizing this, I felt that it, it reflected in the attitude, the, the placement of our hearts, lifting it up to God, saying, O oh God, O oh Guru, O oh Divine Mother, my faith is nowhere but in your grace, that my faith is not in my strength, my faith is not in my abilities, my faith is not in my knowledge, it's holy Unto you. And knowing that through that grace, that's what gives power to our understanding, power to our abilities to, to rise and to go deeper. And Swami Kriyananda helped refine our understanding of uh, surrender. He said that surrender is the positive aspect of acceptance. And in that, he went further to clarify that, you know, this act of surrendering, in many ways, as the reading reflects, is not passive, but it involves that dynamic willpower of self-offering to the divine. And in that acceptance, we, as we surrender to that will of God more and more and more in our life, the more we begin to see unfolding naturally, of its own accord. All of the, this uh, very long list in the Bhagavad Gita that Gyandev read. And so 
for all of us, it's, I like to, to refer to one uh, very graceful story of Paramahansa Yogananda, which exemplifies this. I believe it was his birthday where he invited the congregation to, to come up and to receive a blessing. And after the blessing, he gave everyone a rose. And there was a whole bunch of roses behind him, different colors. And there was a woman who came up to Yogananda to receive a blessing. And then he gave her uh, a white rose. And she looked at the white rose and saw that there was pink roses. And so she said, I don't want this one. I want the pink rose. <laughs> God bless this soul. I love this story. And someone, someone has to take the hit for a good spiritual lesson. And so she said, I want that one. And what Yogananda said is very, very helpful. And I remember this almost every day. He said, what I give, you take. And that's a very important lesson for each of our spiritual lives. Every day that we renew that effort and see, what is God giving me? And if we wholly give ourselves onto that which is given to us, this is how we rise you know, here at Ananda Village, there's so many stories that I could share of many great souls who exemplify uh, the highest octave of this attitude, this embrace on the spiritual path. But one that really uh, impacted my spiritual life was many years ago, while in the monastery, Nayaswami Prakash, he uh, fully embodied this, I, I feel, in such a beautiful powerful way, where he um, had to shift in so many ways to care for a dear friend. Uh, many of us know of Ramdas. In Ramdas's life, he began to experience uh, advanced dementia, and his life was really in need of greater care and greater, a greater embrace on so many levels. And I stood and just watched Prakash as Prakash realized what was unfolding, and I'm sure he asked that question, is it mine? You know, is this, is this mine to care for? Is it given to me for my spiritual offering to God? And I suspect, of course, he, he felt that answer to be yes. And so, so much of his life, 24-7, became offering his life to caring for Ram Dass as a son. And I could list so many stories that Prakash told me about that period of time. Because it wasn't easy through my eyes. There was a lot of sacrifice that was required. But it was done with such loving embrace. And there was no complaints. It was just joy and, and humor and fun. Of course, to the extent then to where Ramdas left the body. And there was no this is not what my spiritual life should look like. This doesn't involve this. This is what I think is going to take me to God. In so many of our own lives, we have to ask that same question. What is God giving to us? And sometimes we can get caught in thinking, you know, what's your will, God? What's your will? You know, it can't be this. You know, it can't be that. And, you know, I love that joke, which many of us have heard, but I try to remember this because it's a good spiritual lesson of there's a, a gentleman who was going through a really challenging times. The circumstances in his life was challenging. 
So he prayed to God. He said, oh, Lord, if you're up there, I need your help. And right away, God responded. And he said, I am here. I am God. I'm here to help you. And he thought, oh, gosh. So he went on with such gratitude, pouring all of these intricate problems at the feet of God. And then, of course, after some time, he listened and God responded and so many ways addressing all of these concerns. And then God was a little perplexed because then there was this long silence after this conversation. And then shortly thereafter, the young man looked up and said, is there anyone else up there? (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, in so many ways, this is just so much we can get caught in that in our spiritual life. But if we can see everything coming to us as coming from God, and if it's not, Give it to him to figure out. Our job is to give our full heart, our whole mind, our whole energy to that which is placed in front of us. And this is how we gain that magnetism in our life to begin to release those delusions in our heart, to release that hold that the ego has on our life. And, you know, in the Bhagavad Gita this concept or this, the value of surrender is really tied throughout much of the Gita because in, there's this emphasis that God has given us free will. God has given us the power to choose how we wish to use our willpower. And there we can get into trouble sometimes. And The question always becomes then, what are we surrendering to? We're either surrendering to that flow of grace, that flow of power that is guiding us upwards in union with God, or we surrender to the ego in all of those tendencies drawing us further and further enmeshed in delusion, enmeshed in desires and attachments to the material world. So really, in every moment, the choice that we have is, are we surrendering to that flow of grace in our life, which is always trying to guide us to this higher expression of our higher self? But it's not always easy, because we have that resistance in us that, again, reflected in the joke, is there anyone else? Is there anything else? I'll take anything else but this. But if we can relax, we can relax into the Guru's grace. We can relax into that, the faith which is built on the rock of our sadhana. We can't expect to go out in a very strong windstorm without anchoring down. We have to first build that strong foundation to experience our faith based in that direct perception of God's presence within us. And when that becomes real for us, it's easier to relax into whatever comes our way, that we can embrace it and we surrender at the feet of God to say, I am yours. Whatever it is that is needed, I am yours. And, you know, I I very much love this um, further example that our guru Uh, introduced for us, which I was going to sing the song for you, but I think I'll pass on that this morning. Um, But there, 
or I'll just go for it, hey. <laughs> so there, uh, he sang this song in Bengali, and this, this song is the Divine Mother song to the devotee. Mukti de de padi, mukti de de padi, mukti de de padi koi hapare. Mukti de de padi, mukti de de padi koi. O devotee, I can give thee salvation, but not my love and devotion. For when I give those away, I give myself away. Ask of me salvation, but not my love and devotion. For indeed then, when I give those away, I become poor, walking on your heart's way. And so Yogananda sang this and he embraced this to say, we can ask Divine Mother for salvation. We can ask the Guru for anything and he will give it to you. God wants to help us. He wants to give. And if we want this or that, he will give us that. But it is only when we get into that space to say, Divine Mother, I want only your love nothing else. And when we ask that, as exemplified in this traditional song, Bengali song, that Divine Mother has no choice but to give herself fully onto us. And so when we sit for meditation, see our meditation as that act of surrender, that we don't want anything for ourselves, but to fully offer ourselves at the feet of the Guru, to the feet of Divine Mother, that we may receive that which we've always been seeking, which is that one, that one presence of, of that consciousness of God. And one of the other things we're asked to embrace in our life is that it's not a switch that goes on and off when we pick and choose. We'll feel it. When we shut that, that lever, off. We feel that separation. And this is a good thing because it motivates us to get back in attunement to God's will. And the more that we put forth that effort to attune ourselves, the more we will feel when it's off. And that pain and suffering that we experience is a good thing. As Yogananda said, pain is a prod to remembrance. And so I love the story of St. Bernadette, um, where it's a beautiful movie that Yogananda um, used to watch, um, The Song of Bernadette. I highly recommend uh, this movie. And in this, toward the end of the movie of St. Bernadette, who um, in Massabielle in France had experienced the apparition of Divine Mother uh, several times, and many healings took place there uh, at the Grotto. And at, toward the end of the, the movie, um, she ended up entering uh, as a nun in the monastery. And one of the head nuns there, who was giving her whole life to the search for God, giving her whole life to Divine Mother, was trying to perfect surrender in many ways, in particularly the aspect of 
surrendering to uh, the experience of suffering. And so here, we have to be watchful of how we are approaching uh, the act of surrendering. And exemplified with this nun, she came to St. Bernadette and was very angry. Here she was at the last straw. And she came to, to Bernadette and said, I don't care if all the cardinals believe you that you did indeed see the Virgin Mary. I cannot believe you. I wish I could. I don't, she was frustrated and say, I don't understand why you were chosen by the Virgin Mary to behold her, her presence, her living form. I, what do you know about suffering? And St. Bernadette just so humbly said, I, I don't know. And she said, my eyes are burning because I will not give them rest. My throat is parched through constant prayer. My body is suffering from the hard stone floors. I know what it is to suffer. If only you could give me a sign, if only you could help me understand. And so St. Bernadette said, I think I might have something. And she pulled up her skirt, and there on her leg was just the most uh, horrifying scene. So the doctor came, and of course, uh, it was uh, that she had tuberculosis of the bone and had a big tumor there, which is extreme, extremely painful. And so this, of course, this nun, the head nun, got put into that, that right place of how we should offer ourselves in surrender. And just the same for us, that the more that we, we surrender our life to that flow of grace, the more that the fruits of that labor we see manifest more and more where we don't have to suffer. You know, if we live in God, we live in that flow of grace. Yes, we will be tested. Yes, there will be challenges, but we don't need to suffer. And so further, the, in, in closing, I wanted to share that we need to understand that we want to live in a constant flow of remembrance of God, live constant in this act of surrender, again and again, surrendering upwards to that flow of grace. And there was a, another Ramdas. I thought we would highlight Ramdas's today in service. Um, this was Swami Ramdas in India, where he uh, wrote a beautiful book, The Quest for God. And he traveled all over India without any possessions, any money. And he just kept his mind the whole entire time on God, saying again and again, Ram, 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 Shri Ram, Jai Ram, Jai Jai Ram, Om. And as he traveled, he met a couple of friends along the way, and they were on a train without a ticket, because of course they didn't have any money. And as the ticket taker came on the train, of course, approached Ram Das and this other sadhu and said, tickets please. And of course, the ticket taker said, no tickets, boom, you're off. So they, uh, the ticket taker kicked them off, had a guard guide, uh, guard them so they wouldn't get back on the train. Now this guard, whom Ramdas referred to as friend, said that, I want you to sit there. So he instructed Ramdas and this sadhu to sit there. And so they did. 
And they got situated, and then this guard said, get up, move over there. So Ramdas the Sadhu got up, and they moved over there. Now this continued on again and again and again. Now Ramdas was happily abiding by this request, until though his friend leaned over to Ramdas and said, you know, I don't know, I think there's some trickery going on here. We're being taken advantage of. I don't like this. And Ramdas corrected him and said, my, he said, this is, our, this is our friend, you see. We've been on the train for a long time, and our bones are, are, and our knees are locked from sitting for so long. And we need to move the blood circulation. And so our friend is helping us by telling us to sit and stand and to move side to side. And the sadhu leaned over and just said, Ramdas, I don't know if I can prescribe to your philosophies. <laughs> But again, just the same, that constant spirit of joyful anticipation that God is caring for us, God is guiding us. And so beautiful at the end of the Mahabharata, uh, Krishna, um, Krishna tells uh, Kunti to ask for a boon and where he would then grant the, that boon. And what did Kunti ask for? Well, Kunti didn't ask for wealth, didn't ask for peace. She didn't ask for an easy life. But her response to Krishna was, Krishna, I want you to give me however many troubles that I need so that I keep my mind always centered on thee. And so in our life, let's try again and again to understand that the easy life is not a victorious life, but to know that everything that comes to us, in there lies the gift from God to be used to offer ourselves up in ever greater devotion of seeing God everywhere and knowing that God has a perfect plan for us and it's already there laid out for us. All we have to do is offer ourselves in our sadhana and then to keep our hearts open in seeing God, that invisible hand guiding us through whatever it is that we're doing. So I wish you all many blessings on this beautiful quest for, for God. <laughs>